You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I came here with just one drink. And that's all I got now, don't you think? That's right. That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. Oh, well, it's another night here at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. So with me, I've got... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And I'm Alan Stanger. What are you guys drinking tonight? Evan Williams and Pepsi Zero. There you go. How about you, Jeff? I'm having my harvest run rum, and I'm sad to say I'm still I'm still drinking Coke Zero. There's Pepsi Zero on the floor. I know, but case. I, I've still got some left. I know I you. Gotta, I got to use up. And I'm, if you're going to be in the podcast, there's no cussing. All right. Look, here's the deal. If you keep it too long, it's going to turn to Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you. I've used up all my other other cola, and now I'm to Pepsi Zero. And I actually I like the Pepsi Zero better. Yeah, I've had some recently. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. So what you doing there, Mr. Hunt? Uh, I moved back to my San Elmo's Cherry Bourbon and the all-American, non-racial aspect and no-color-pointed <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> oh. Pepsi. Sorry, I had to put that out there. <laughs> so I had started out with uh, Vanilla Crown and Diet Pepsi, but I mistakenly poured Makers into it this last time, so now I got Makers and Diet Pepsi. It's all good. So it's all good. It's all good. So... Um, it's another week. First of all, um, condolences, Reuben. Thank yes, you. Ruben. Uh, Ruben's mother passed away this week. So thank you. On, on behalf of all of us, our condolences. Thank you. Yep. So a, c- a couple other things happened. Unfortunately, today there was a shooting in Indianapolis. I heard that this morning. At the FedEx facility there. Uh, the last I heard, eight people had perished. Right. Yes. 19-year-old kid. Uh, he was a 19-year-old. 19-year-old wow. kid. So... First thing people are saying, you know, gun control, gun control, mental control, mental health control. Yes, thank you. You know, look, we grew up with guns in the back seat of our trucks or hanging from the window at school. At school, at school, right? You know, it's it's how kids are brought up, how they are. I mean, when you can turn a video game on, you know, and part of the game is you shooting people, kill them as you steal the car. I mean that's that gets ingrained into their thought process, and, and, and I know this, and I know the studies are out there that all oh, that doesn't do anything. But I'm sorry, but when it's constant and it's nonstop for a whole generation of desensitizing and demoralizing, it, it has an effect. We I'm, have I lost our value of life. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's it's, what it is. They, they become numb to the whole it thing. It is. You're right. It's a good number. It's it's a good that's a good word. Numb. I mean, I I give my example. I've, this has been ten, fifteen, probably twenty years ago now. I used to go eat lunch at this local pizza place almost every day, and got to know everybody that worked there, every kid that worked there. And one night we were sitting in there. It was just me and one of my mechanics and 
three or four of these kids and we were talking about things and I don't remember what the subject was, but you know, I got to asking this kid, you know, he was talking about all this stupid stuff he's doing. He's like, Oh, I'm 18 years old. I've lived all my life. And I'm like, how have you, and this is, like I said, this is 20 years ago, but that was that generation then. And he, he thought at 18, he had lived his life. He's done everything he's going to see. And I told him, I'm something like, hell, I'm not even 40 yet. And I, I'm just beginning to see it. Now I've got the money, the time to start really seeing those things in life. I said, kid, you have no idea what you're, what you've got ahead of you. Micro dot on life. But imagine now 20 more years of that being forced this this crap being forced down their throats of what these kids at 16 15 14 think they've seen it done it and i just i i don't understand it but that is part of it there's just no morality left well there's no there's no value for life and in the case of some of these kids they have no value for their own life right right so just like this young man up here and does this so what's um, eight more other people yeah he right he offed himself at the end and obviously didn't have any value for his own life and that's a that's a societal problem right it's, it's uh um uh, you know i i think you know we try not to get too political but man you guys jumped right in with both feet here <laughs> well you know it, it's, 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 it's simply this i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it this way until our society can regain the value of the most innocent life's lives there are um, we will never have value for less innocent lives and, right. uh, and that's, that's just right. all there is to it that's right that's sim- very simply but sincerely put yes I have not heard what weapon was used has anybody heard I don't want to know so uh, right away you know people say oh it's because the ARs are out there here's what 99% of the people that are advocating for gun control don't realize. I have two pistols upstairs. I could walk into a place with two pistols and then load faster with those two than you can with an AR. And reload. Right. Yeah, right. and reload. Right. Well, and the, the AR, it's, today's form, what you see as today's AR has been around since the 60s. It's just now it's black. It looks ominous. And, you know, it's scary looking, but it's not any different than what's been around for years. It's it's what has changed, excuse me, that's behind that it's, gun. It's, it's a mental that health issue. Well, well, right. It's a mental health issue, but it's also just a political gimmick. Right, right. right. But it goes back to, like Alan was saying, when we were in high school, I mean... <laughs> I ain't gonna get, don't want to. I think statute of limitations is out. Our our ag teacher signed us out a couple of days to go squirrel hunting well, sure. during school. We'd go squirrel hunting for a couple of periods, come back, skin the squirrels, and we had a squirrel fry a couple of days later at the right. end of the year when nothing's going on. So, you know, and the guns were in our trucks. We right. changed clothes, go squirrel hunting, come back to school. Nobody thought if you wanted to, if you were pissed off at your buddy. You didn't and, even think about Well, we all know right. there was a fight. If it got real bad, the fight was where? At the Legion. At the Legion. Right. For you guys. Legion Road. For yeah. you guys. Well, yeah. no, at the Legion. If it was if it was really going to go down, it went to Legion. But if not, it was in the parking lot behind a car. Right. And there might be there might be five guns within 50 feet of that, but nobody ever thought about going right. it because you beat somebody's butt, the loser lost, the winner won, you moved on. And, right. And so it, if people want to <clears> see how good gun control works... The most stringent city in America for gun control is Chicago, Illinois. That's right. So 
just take a gander. How many people get shot every weekend in Chicago? Yeah. And tell me how well, good. Well, you have to that's do a working. bunch of research uh, on finding that out because the news media doesn't freaking yeah, put it out there. Right. Right. They don't. Want, they don't want to talk about it. Right. True. Anyway, you know, and, you have to and, and do but it always goes back to personal life. I mean, right now, suicide rate is higher than it's ever been in history. Yeah. At a younger age in history. Right. And when you have no value of your life, then you absolutely have no value of anybody else's life. And it's everybody's fault because of your life. And that's not right. And and we we are ingrained, ingraining in our youth at this point right now that, you know what? If you want something bad enough, go take it. And if a person gets in your way, you take them. And that's the problem. And that's because since a young age, this generation, that's how their video. I mean, yes. Grand Theft Auto is a is a, a, a very good example. It's one of the number one selling yes. video games. Kids get it when they're nine, ten years old, yes. and all that game is about is about stealing, shooting, rape, rape, prostitution. Hookers. I mean, the whole nine. Yes. And that's what kids are they're playing out as a video game. Well, I. My video game when I was a kid was Pong. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, then my, we moved up to Donkey Kong. Yeah, so my, my son was furious with me. We, we, we never let him really get video games. We had a few we played as a family, but he always wanted that game. And I said, no, because I, I researched what it was. I said, no, you're not going to. Well, I go over to so-and-so's house and we play it. Okay, I can't stop you there. But in this house, you will not have that game here. You're, that, that is wrong. Everything in that game is wrong. And if you don't see it, well, uh, you know, you know, we run across this in society. I mean, right now we we have got a group of people now that if you see someone with a pair of shoes, you just take them, right? You don't work for it. You just you just beat the kid up and take them. All right, we it is all materialistic stuff that has giving a value that they are taught to. It's a value when it's not. And they take that value of materialistic stuff, shoes, cars, CD, whatever, is more important than a person's life. Right. And, and they learn this through, and I, and I don't want to point everything at video games, but I think a lot of it is, right? Well, it's, it's music, too. It's, it's right. not just... It's, it's right. It's music to the process. Right. You're right. But, I mean, look how many kids get well, beat up every year because because of the clothes they wear. Because of a you know, I had a, had a young man I was dealing with. He's a senior in high school, and he was telling me, he said... Uh, you know, I went home and told my mom I needed new socks. All right, this guy's a a, a great football player on a high school team. Uh, he's very well established in education. And he's, I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I got made fun of because my socks did not have a logo on them. Right. And like what? He goes, oh yeah. He goes, I was considered no logo man. And he goes, uh, you know, here's this well statured kid in a high school recently. It, that is being coined as the known logo man because he doesn't have a logo on his socks. <laughs> what I mean, where are we coming out with this world? It's great to have this conversation, young man, because he's very brilliant. But you have to think about it. You can tell your mom, like, listen, people are picking on me and calling me names because I don't have an X symbol on my socks. You know? Right. It's where, where's the substance gone to where we're at in reality? Brett Favre, I think, I'm thankful. He's far enough, I guess, out of sports that he's now come out and said the problem right now in sports. Sports is they need to get politics out of sports, which because the average person wants to do is just just enjoy it. Well, that's why. And, yeah. So for me, that yeah, was, that was always the 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 escape. That's right. For that was sports right. was to, to get away from my everything my day, else, my right. day job, right. and that's everything right. I dealt with there. And then they and then they jump right in and interject it, and that's okay. I just walk away. I can do. I can get that same crap everywhere else I Absolutely. go. So why go there? Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, so did anybody see Charles Barkley's? Oh, yes. No. I have not. Charles Barkley for president. Yeah. He's, 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 I've always liked, he's been pretty on on point. He's been pretty on point. Yeah. So what he is. Brutally honest. I was going to record that and stick it on as a button here and I didn't do it. But what he said was, he goes, look, most white people are good people and most black people are good people. It's government pitting us against each other Absolutely. for their gain. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, That's and right. I thought that, I thought, well, he'll be lucky to be alive next week. But, I mean, uh, that he, was on national TV. Yeah. They couldn't cut him out. They couldn't cut him out. <laughs> right. It was, but it's it's the truth. It is. Yeah. You know, it is, it's the truth. It's And you know, the masses need to hear it from a guy like him. Imagine if everybody joined together. Exactly. Well, that's what they're that's, and that's the of. whole point. That's what someone's trying to do: return their voice down, down, down that street. Right. You know. But the nice thing with Charles, and you know, Barkley, Alan, I got to give Alan credit because Alan mentioned that a couple weeks ago. He said, "Do you remember when?" Uh, right. A certain commercial was. We could be the world together, right? Yeah. So Coca Cola. Yes. So if you remember the Coca Cola commercial years ago, I like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, right. and part of that commercial was. All different races, all different nationalities, all together. Yes. And how ironic it was that Coca-Cola has tried to divide. That's right. Yes. I mean, how, that's I, the reason I'm on Pepsi Zero. And now they're today, they're recanting their statement, trying to rechange. There's no recanting. It, no it, right. it was on LinkedIn. You could go look at it. Right. They've, right. Well, until they suffered the financial loss. Until they they got, didn't until they got the backlash, right? And it's even worse, right? But that was decision based upon financial. But that was their their first decision wasn't on financial. But when they realized right. the financial loss, now they're backtracking because they were too woke in their first statement and realized, oh crap, you know, we we forgot half fifty percent at least, you know, because the country's pretty much half and half. You so. know. Fifty percent decided we, this wasn't what we want. Regardless of what everything's going on, America is the greatest country ever. It it accepts more people than anybody. Yep. It allows you to be who you really are. Look, and the people that we've allowed to be who they are and come to a country that they're not from to be part of the American issue is part of what's dividing us, and it's a shame. Exactly. Right? I mean, you go. I mean, you look at person who's come from nothing to the top of their field is Dr. Ben Carson. I mean, I follow him on Facebook and listen to him and, and read him and and to hear people degrade him and belittle him this guy is a brain surgeon i mean he went literally from, literally, literally a brain surgeon. i mean he went right. from and i've read a little bit of his history and i don't know it all but i read part of his history his mother was i guess partially illiterate she wasn't at their kids level she would force her him and his brother who is a rocket scientist literally to write book reports read books write book reports and give them to her she would grade them and mark them up and had no idea what they were writing but she would mark them up and make them back go back and restudy i mean here's a woman who went from nothing to raise a brain surgeon and a rocket scientist and came from nothing now where else what other country in the world thank you anybody of any color i don't care what you are any color could do that and then when he reaches that plateau He's belittled and and berated for not following not or not towing not the line. Conforming, yeah, not, not conforming. Yeah, not yeah. conforming and towing the line. And he he got, heaven forbid he thinks for himself. And he's a Christian man. 
and you know now you have a brain surgeon who believes in God. Oh, he two can't. Strikes against you. Yeah, he's he's two <laughs> yeah. strikes now. <laughs> right. And then he right. speaks out against the system, and oh my goodness, there's three strikes. You're out. You know. And, and you know he ran for president, and I think he would have been a great president, but he he wasn't that personality. He well, he didn't command right. the room. He was too soft. He thought too much. You ask him a question, he thought about it. Then he gave you the answer. It's it wasn't because a reaction. he used his education on on his remarks exactly, and, he, and not he, just kept from the gut and arrogance. Well, and he right. wasn't trying to sell anything. Right. He was saying, you know, he was saying it real and, and factual information, not trying to politicize his statements to sell something. Anyway. Well, I think I think Ben Carson's a great example, but he's not the only one. There's no there there, there, right. there there's you know mountains of people that came from nothing, um, and and of all different races that came from nothing and you know the old saying was what only in america right and 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 that's just the way it is i mean look at us right here what other country can we sit down do a podcast (laughs) broadcast it to the entire world world World. and the australian women love us by the way yes it's because of my sexy voice (laughs) (laughs) that's uh, that's that's much as table, Mary, table, table 12, 12 looks at us like, oh, I think that was just Mary Table Mary. looks at us like what Mary heard that <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah. to your point yeah so you know for Hoosier Billies exactly you know, but you're right out, I mean coming at, growing up growing right. up uh, shoveling yeah, every one of us shoveling shit and right and uh, working on the farms here or there, or whatever to to bailing hay, bucks and bailing I mean, hay and, and all you that know, stuff. We're, and we're right now we're doing we're, okay. We're in 2021 and we're living in a time where there's a country that's literally train cardings people and enslaving them in the prison camps today. Oh, there's more in one country. That's right, more in on. one yeah, country, yeah, right? Yeah. But we know one country's doing it heavily. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's you know. It, it just makes you scratch your head when you have people within our own country that blast our country and don't. They need to look outside a little right. bit. No, they they they're too. They have narrow, a different agenda. Yeah. Well, they're too narrow-minded in <clears throat> their. They have their thought train, and when <laughs> you guys all know, I love to I love to aggravate people on Facebook. So when you get them to think out of their thought train. You can, you know when you've hit a nerve when they get quiet. And I don't I don't I don't I don't get into name calling. If you can prove me wrong, I'll prove me wrong. I'll be fact. But when you ask me for facts and I give facts back and then it gets quiet, I know maybe just maybe one person has thought differently. And today I had a, we was a discussion about the vaccines and. Right guy was telling me i was wrong and i knew information i read so i went and got it and gave it to him and then he started changing he got quiet no more comments back so maybe one person in the world i have changed to maybe they don't have to change your thought process to believe what i believe but open their mind up to that what they see isn't black and white you need to so live your own life be your own person right. control your own destiny and it, it has to go back you know we did our little episode about social media posts and how people respond so people jump to conclusions without knowing the facts so i was on uh, uh, a bourbon page <laughs> i think you saw i this. saw your comment alan so <laughs> <laughs> the page was getting a little annoying because we were yes. getting all kind of posts in it, and it was people posting that didn't know what they were talking about. Anyway, somebody puts a, po- a, a political post on there, 
And so don't need to just discuss the topic of it. I'm not. I'm not. And all I said was, I thought this was a bourbon page, you know, time to unfollow. So uh, before I unfollowed, I stayed on there long enough for people to start bashing me. Yeah. Oh, uh, just uh, like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I saw it. That's when I said I'm last like, week, like, I'm I like, think I'm done. <laughs> so that was, I mean, they didn't know. How, what your comment what was? What my comment was? I just said it's. Exactly. I thought this was a bourbon page about bourbon only. It must be time for me to unfollow. So people jumped to conclusion that either a I'm a conservative, b I'm the other way. But I mean, they unleashed on me, and you know, long enough. I'm like, they they. Uh oh! Somebody forgot to unplug his phone. <laughs> Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's have a little fun here. Let's have a little fun. Who is this? We're putting them live. (laughs) This is Across the Line 1524. Who's this? This is Ryan from Texas. Ryan from Texas. (laughs) Ryan from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, how are you? You're live on the air, bud. Awesome. He might know that, actually. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I was just calling you Alan yeah. <laughs> we were just shooting the shit we were talking politics right we were getting, hey we were getting well, way yeah, too talk, serious don't talk politics we, what are, happened? we were getting way too serious so yeah. we're really glad you called so I had this. I had this. Uh, I keep watching the clock. I'm like, he's calling it eight. I just wonder why. You, I know it's Alan kept what? looking over there, real serious. Like, what's he watching? Uh, so, <laughs> Set me up again. I did. So for those who don't know, Ryan from Texas is one of our uh, heavy listeners, and he's a good friend of Dwayne. Yeah. Actually, all three of us went to school together. Yep. Uh, yep. Four of us, if you count Dodie, over at table twelve. So. I reached you gotta out. Count Dodie. That's right. I reached out to him and said, "Hey, you want to call in?" <laughs> <laughs> so, how's Texas tonight, Ryan? Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm about four hours from the border, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's eight hours on foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Real fast. <laughs> oh. So, have you been able to catch up drink-wise? He texted, we've been talking here up tonight, so he goes, I need to know when I need to start drinking. Well, we're about four drinks in already. I'm like, you need to catch up. Well, I know Ryan drinks straight mostly, so he's probably caught up by now. (laughs) Oh, man, so I was just really getting ready to bash Alan for having his phone on because he just absolutely flips out when anybody leaves their phone on and and it makes noise during the podcast. Dodie said hi, Ryan. Hey, Dodie. She can't hear you. So. It's funny because, hey, you know, you have Ryan on the phone. I ran into a lady today. She came in to see, and she knows all you guys went to school with her. Her la- oh. her maiden name was Schwartz. Schwartz. And she knows you and Dodie and everybody. And that uh, she her husband follows us. Uh, follows, he went to school with her husband, and they were going camping this weekend. But well, I don't think there was any Schwartz's. In she said her class. maiden name was Schwartz. She might have been above or below. Above okay, but yeah. she, said, yeah. she asked me, it was like, Aren't you Ruben with Dwayne and those guys? Like, yeah. <laughs> so we got talking about that. So Ryan, so Ryan, do, do you you regularly listen to our podcast? Oh yeah. So yeah. do you? I'll tell you what. Do you actually okay. know Phil from Texas? Well, that's as I say. You know, my fellow Texan is a lot more interesting than me. So even the fellow Texan that uh, lived next to Wilbur a couple doors down is more interesting than me. <laughs> But, oh, funny! Yeah. You, you heard the Phil from Texas story, though, didn't you? Oh God, that was awesome! <laughs> that was awesome! Oh yeah! Listen to that yeah. live with with his Alan's son telling that we were just dying. Oh man! 
because he's he's Alan's boy. If you if you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, I that's that. Alan's yeah. boy for sure, though, through and yeah, through. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, he has no trouble telling a story. So. I felt like I was on like a series of whose line is it? Anyway. Oh my yeah, god, he was just ripping it off like crazy. And the thing is, he had told that story about four times that night. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the bachelor, my older son's bachelor party was going on in the barn, and I'm like, man. And each time he, it, was, it, it got a little bit better yeah, little each better. time. I'm like, like, <laughs> well, you can. So we all, as old guys, came down here to the speakeasy. I said, "Hey, how about you coming down and telling that story to everybody?" So he did. <laughs> it was so great. it was perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. So well, I'll tell you, it's like coming home every week a little bit. You know, I really enjoy the podcast. Good, Pretty good. Sweet. Well, good. thanks. Yeah, good. So when are you coming back? You know, Man. we got a gator fry coming in September. And he has a place to I stay. I got a place so for you to stay. There's no excuse. I don't sleep with ghosts. I don't sleep with ghosts. <laughs> well, that's why you sleep in my house. There's no ghosts I sleep there. at Dwayne's basement okay. like I always do. Sleep with Dwayne. Okay. With uh, Dwayne. TMI, TMI, No, I'd like to shoot for it for sure. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. It's a good yeah. weekend. So what's yeah. your favorite episode so far that you've listened to? Man. I mean, I love the COVID, the serious ones, you know. But in, then you got the Phil from Texas. I mean, how can you beat that? <laughs> um, I mean, they're all good. I mean, I don't, I'm not much into the the ghost ones, to be honest. So I don't really do a lot of that just because, I don't know, it's not my thing. But not other than that, thing, man, I, yeah. Love, yeah. I love every one of them. They're awesome. Good and, and when you talked about all the, the different places to eat, you know, I remember going to all those places and love them all you know awesome so so it's like it's actually like a weekly trip home in it yeah all the newspaper one too man the newspaper one i, I need to subscribe to that because those are pretty sweet yeah yeah, that, yeah we the, enjoyed that yeah. the paper has come around a long way from when we were in high school what it used to be to what it is today i mean it has definitely uh, made leaps and bounds in progress yeah that's funny it was in a hole it was in a deep hole for a while yeah we forgot to bring it but the bright beacon was great this week because oh she brought it there's jamie a, johnson is yeah, on the page there, bright there's, beacon a, this week. there's an article about local musicians yeah yeah so it's a great article so jamie's on there terry hans on there so it was a great great article and i gotta give a plug for my daughter michelle is there's a feature article in there of her this week on her racing oh, career great. too so Please. Marge brings the Arby's she coupons for, Arby's for Al. Arby's, Arby's coupons. Oh. So how so, so how is Texas right now? Is there what it we we hear all the the well we hear half the news. So what is what is going on from Texas? You know, do you notice well, any difference? Well, it's funny that you say that because I get most of my news from Texas from my old man in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, you know, he say, "Don't go to Donna, Texas. Don't go here. Don't go there." You know, and, but to be honest, I, I don't see any difference right now. So, so what part of Texas are you in exactly? I live uh, about a half hour north of San Antonio and forty minutes south of Austin, which is pretty cool because it's actually two very different cities. Yeah. Yes. One's a t- one's a Texas city and one's a California city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's uh, it's fun because you can choose to go either one, you know. But so it's so a good, good place. not knowing you, I'm sure these other guys know know the answer to this. So so what took you from Indiana to Texas? Well, I actually love. 
It's all about a girl. You say it's all about a girl. That yeah, girl through mutual Texas. friends, I met my wife and drugged her to North Carolina, which if you know anybody from Texas, there's nothing better than Texas, so that wasn't good for her. <laughs> you know, so, so we had to get over here. But I, what, I first went to North Carolina because I built houses for a, a big builder in Cincinnati, and and then I had an opportunity because of a investor to build houses in North Carolina for myself. So I moved there in '98. Okay. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, and then then had to get to Texas. So. <laughs> well, he's in construction. I'm surprised he doesn't know Phil. <laughs> he probably met him. Just didn't remember him. Didn't remember him. I know people from everywhere, right, Dwayne? That's uh, Ryan. Ryan, we used to go backpacking. And we could be anywhere in any place. We were, I don't know how many miles in the Smoky Mountains, sitting around a campfire with a, with a guy. <laughs> well, with whatever. And the guy across from us go, I'm from so-and-so, wherever. And Ryan go, oh, is there a... They're, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's whatever on the corner of this. And they'd start talking about whatever was in that town. So Ryan was the Atlas. So he was everywhere, awesome. knew every town, and knew somebody in every town. So I got us out of trouble in Somerset. Exactly. Yes, you did. Yes. Well, we will, we'll just leave that one at that. Somerset's a dry county. <laughs> well, it's, that's a fact. Uh, I don't think it is anymore. Well, it was at that, that time. At that time, it, it was. Yeah. It was at that time. Ryan's sipping coffee with the officer. We'll just, and we can leave it at that. This way was in his underwear in the back seat. No, no. I was fixing brake lights with the other officer's flashlights, <laughs> trying to get, keep from being arrested after being at a dry bar. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting evening. So a dry bar is that the same as a speakeasy? Well, there's it's a place where it was family, so there's little kids running around, but there was more alcohol okay. drank at this pl- establishment okay. than at a regular bar. I mean, there they closed was, it for fights. They closed yeah. it early for fights. At there, night. there's whiskey bottles would fly across the floor empty. You'd see a whisk. You'd hear it come scooting so across the floor. A, a BYOB or, or no? It's a dry county, so it just got snuck in. Uh, it was just a big party. Sound like a redneck who's right. cow. So, so it's kind of like St. Leon Legion Hall. No, because there's supposed to be zero alcohol there. Well, so when we is, were at teen dances at the Legion well, Hall, there was true. supposed to be that's zero true. alcohol. Teen dances, true. But this was like a zero alcohol county, but there was more alcohol drank at this place than I've ever seen at any bar I've ever been in. Yeah. Everybody there was drunk. We left. We were like, we need to get the hell out of here because there's whiskey bottles. We're flying across the floor <laughs> empty, and we're like, I'm looking at me and Ryan look at each other like, dude, we need to get out of here. This is going to get ugly before before it gets better so we snuck out and we're heading down the road and i'm in my old piece of crap ford pickup truck with fenders flopping and we drug his boat down there and we're fishing in the lake and we get pulled over i'll, I'll go ahead and tell the story so we get pulled over i got a tail light out i'm like oh fripping great so there's things in the back seat in my toolbox that i shouldn't have had with me so Things that go click, click, boom. Click, click, boom. So the office, guy pulls up. You know you got a taillight out? Oh, no, I don't, officer. I'm sorry. I said, I fixed this once. I I jumped. I opened the door up. Can I use your flashlight? Check my fuses. I just kept him on his toes so he couldn't 
get to where he wanted to get. I grab his flashlight. I'm under the dash looking at my fuses, checking things. He didn't know what to say because he wasn't ready for this. He figured he's got some drunk with a taillight out. And here I am. I'm ready. It's a great actor right now. Yeah. And I'm ready to fix anything. I'm like, so I get my toolbox out. I get a test light out. Ryan, in the meantime, is on the other side speaking with the rookie cop. They're sipping coffee behind my truck. And the, my the, dad's hunting buddy happened to be the jailer of Somerset, Kentucky. Yeah. So, 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 so Ryan, we were talking. Yeah, Ryan's having this conversation with him. I'm trying to keep from getting arrested. And I'm under the truck in the back of the truck checking wires. And I finally managed to get the taillight fixed because we broke it when we unplugged the boat. I don't know, somehow. The officer that's talking to me is getting pissed at the guy that's talking to Ryan because they're just they're just sitting at the coffee house having a coffee while the guy's <laughs> trying to arrest me. Oh, it was it was a memorable evening, but we went away unscathed. I fixed my taillight and and uh yeah, we, we got home that night and we And Ryan had coffee. And Ryan had coffee with the <laughs> officer and he was just yeah, it was a good evening. Yep. Slept on the boat. So Slept Ryan, on the boat. Ryan grew up in Denver County, right? Went to school with you guys. He was a river rat. Yeah. Yep. We're about yeah. some Denver up, up in Bright area. No. No, I, actually, I lived right on the river. Um, life's rough on the river, but I lived there. <laughs> you mean like in Penhook or something? In West Harris. No, on the other side. I was straight across the street from Penhook. So across the river, rather. I lived okay. in the you fields the, back behind West Harrison. You were the car oh, wars? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like back in those fields area. back yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you were just uh, downriver from Ruben's house. Yeah. Ruben no, 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 way downriver. Yeah. yeah. He was, was right in Harrison. Yeah, yeah he was in right Harrison on the on the uh, riverside. Yeah, yeah, on okay. the riverside. Same yeah. river. Same river, but yeah. downstream oh, yeah. layaways. But anyway, when it's when it's when it's really high and running quick, you can get there pretty quick. Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. That's, <laughs> that's the truth. Ride the yeah. log down. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, I grew up yeah. in Cedar Grove, right outside of. Oh yeah, yeah Cedar right, Grove, right on the river. right on the Whitewater River. Yeah, Ruben awesome. was a river rat too. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I yeah. loved it. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Heck yeah! So. What was your last name? Weisgerber. Well, it sounds familiar. Yeah, and you didn't now run you, around Randy now and Roger did Hare, did you? See, we're not supposed to give last names. Now you did oh, it. Now no, you did it. Oh, now we, now we got to put him in witness protection. I knew protection. the Hare boys yeah. pretty good back in then. Well, they were younger than They were younger. They were younger. younger. Now, their okay. sister was Monica, in our class. Yeah, Monica was in our oh, yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. She's okay. in California, California. now. Yeah. yeah. She's okay. a nurse. So I, knew, I knew some guys from So you knew Roger and Randy. Yeah, Roger and Randy. Yeah. Yeah, they were a couple years behind us, yeah. I believe. Year, yeah, year or two. Yeah, yeah. They were younger. I got them out of trouble one time in Harrison. That's how I met them. <laughs> Did you get them out or get them in? I got them out. It's like I got them. I'll take them. Get them out of here. So there you go. I wonder if they were in trouble because of beer I bought them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Ohio cross the line three two beer. Back yeah, there. yeah. Get that three two beer. Yeah. Go to Odie, man. Yeah, that's right. Down on the river. That was everybody yeah. went. Oh yeah, and then a tip of canoe, man. He was down that old area. Yeah. Oh my god. Tip of canoe nightclub. Yeah. Man. I got shot out there. One Is that time. thing still standing? Yes, I it's still it. there. I went past. I was it. there one time and got shot. I was standing there urinating by a truck, and somebody shot the wing out of the window of the truck. And oh I, crap! Yeah, and I hit oh, the ground no. and laid and peed for like thirty minutes. <laughs> that's 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 the first place I went into and had a beer. I was sixteen. I could wow. swore you were with me that night. No, it was me and me and Dave. Dave. Well, so if he was, you know who he wasn't laying in pee. So I was so freaking scared. I was so freaking scared. And yeah. there, and they, they just came oh, up. That's crazy. They they I know care. they didn't care, but the I was there with Jim G. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, and so and, so yeah. we're we're in there, and the waitress comes up and asks me, hey, "What do you what do you want to drink?" I said, "A beer." Yeah. <laughs> okay. She just kind of looks at me and says, "Yeah, what kind of beer?" <laughs> oh! uh, cold one. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, so you know, thirty-five, forty years prior to that, that was a well. Well-known, established nightclub yeah. dance hall. Right. My mom and dad used music. to talk music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my mom and dad used to go dancing there and when they were the, dating. Down on Fifty, the yeah. E Town, it was the Gayland years ago. Winter Gardens. Winter, Winter Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Tippecanoe was a a, high, a big, yes. well-known yeah. place to go. Yeah, it's it's amazing, but it's still standing. Well, it looks like it's still. Standing. I don't know what it's like inside. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we can get inside. <laughs> it would be curious. Man, what, what, bet- what if we make that happen? Do an on-site podcast at the first place, Mr. Montag, order yeah, the beer. Order beer. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh. Be interesting. Of course, I think it's a church now. So no, it's no. Em- last no, time no, I went no. by, it was empty. It's just now, abandoned. Okay. Now there's a church where I used to play uh, out in Lawrenceville. Yeah, the Holly, oh, yeah, yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Tavern, Tavern. Hollywood Tavern yeah, is now man. a church. Oh, yeah, I've been stupid there a few times. Yeah, I used to play there with Misty Creek back yeah, in the day. Yeah. I lived across the street from that. I'd just sit outside at night with a drink and listen to the music in my I, house. I remember being there, listening to Misty Creek. I mean, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking Ryan from Texas has probably got some more really, really good stories. I think Ryan from Texas needs to come up here so guys. we can sit down I'm, and have a chat. I, I bet he's got some good stories about Dwayne. Uh, uh, Shut up, Ryan. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so look, stay right. Statue of Limitations hasn't be, ended yet. No, they, be, they've run out. This could be a running series. This could be. Tell I us mean. one good story about Dwayne. Just one. Oh, one. Tell us a good story. Man. Do you need to get another cocktail first? Because I'm about. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good story. All one right. night he stayed up all night long working on my car so I could go out of town the next day. That is true. Ah <laughs> uh, man, you got to do better than that. That's a good story. Here's a question. That's a true story. Here's a question is, why did he have to go out of town? That's well, one Dodie didn't had to know go about. Out of town. He had to <laughs> Dodie didn't know about that one? No. What? He didn't want to get mad at him for working all night long and then going to work. Yeah, I went home. Actually, this is a true story. He was going on vacation, needed his car, so I worked all night on it. Went home, slept for about an hour on the couch. Took, went home, took a shower, got dressed for work, went to sleep on the couch. She came out and woke me up, said, you're going to be late for work. And I got up and went to work. She had no idea I'd just gotten home an hour before. So that was a true story. No, See, wonder, that, no wonder Ryan moved to Texas. <laughs> afraid of Doty. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's got to be better stories than that. I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, I think... You know, down. We we'll probably surely. need to sign papers if we we're yeah, doing, <laughs> signing on well, disclosure. I got, I got another good story. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Here we gearing go. up. So now. we went on we went on that motorcycle trip. You know that y'all know about. Yep. And uh, I had to push start his Harley about fifty two times. No. <laughs> I, one of them was in front of a Harley dealership. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah, he was bragging about he was bragging about his freaking Harley. Hey, it was a two hundred thousand mile. Harley. That thing ran great once it started. Yeah, <laughs> I had some battery issues. It was only twice too. It wasn't fifty two times. But but he forgot to mention that his dad would wake us up every morning because his dad refused to oh switch his watch. So we're getting up at Indiana time in Colorado. Which is two and a half, three hours behind. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So we're cracking dawn at 530. 
you know, it's still freezing and dark out, but Pops is ready to go. So oh, the old man starts, and and we all, you know, we always go in the local town, do a little drinking. So we're getting rolling in at twelve o'clock or eleven yeah. o'clock, and next thing you know, the old man zipping zippers. At, <laughs> four in the morning <laughs> he's ready to go let's go boys what are you doing oh the best well the best part about that trip was the first day though i met i left my house in indiana and ryan was leaving north carolina we met in tennessee somewhere so we meet yeah, down there nashville. nashville so we meet down there and we're like all right let's roll so we take off rolling it's me and ryan and how old was your dad at the time oh man so how, what year was that 13 yeah 12 12 13 anyway my dad my dad's 22 years older than me so 70 i mean he had to, 70 yeah yeah so anyway early 70 so we're ro- we're rolling out i'm on the harley there ryan's on his bike and his dad's on a honda so we take off and we're heading cross country and we're heading to colorado so i don't know how many miles we're into it. it's eight nine hundred miles and i was looking for my iron butt pin which is for you don't know it's a thousand miles in a day and we stop at one stop and ryan goes to me goes hey man when are you ready to stop i said dude i am not stopping until your old man says he's ready to stop because this guy's not pussing out before <laughs> your old man says it's time to and, quit and correct he's on a gold wing right he's on yeah, a gold wing said he's on a giant couch yeah. with but, air conditioning right. but i'm on the harley suspension. but i'm on the harley couch i'm on an ultra classic with right. i could sit in seven different positions so i was fine just couldn't start it just couldn't <laughs> start it. that was three days in what was i on you were on your b what's it the a bmw sport bike sport Ooh. it was a sport oh, trail wow. bike no, not trail. I thought it was this. Oh yeah, you were just no, on a sport bike. Sport trail bike. <laughs> yeah, an XR100. On the What's my answer? What was that bike? It's a Kawasaki Concourse. Yeah. Oh yeah. But his dad's on the the Goldwing. I'm on the Harley Ultra Classic. But anyway, the the story goes back to I'm not stopping riding until his 70 year old, 70 plus year old dad says it's time to stop. I don't care if I'm ready to die. I'm not saying it's time to quit until he does. So we ended up riding, what was it, 900 and some miles that first day when we stopped at some rest area and his dad goes, I think we need to find a place to stop. And I'm like, thank God. (laughs) So we found a place and we ended up staying on part of the old uh, Route 66. And yeah, God, I don't know where we were in Arizona somewhere. No, that was uh, New Mexico, uh, Tucumcari. You can carry New Mexico. See the Atlas would know. See. Atlas would know. So yeah, that was where we stopped our first day. But that was a, that was a, a great trip. Four thousand. I'm, I'm seeing a visit from Ryan. Man. No man, he needs you. to. There you go, Ryan. So did I hear? I believe I've heard that uh, you have the John Madden complex when it comes to traveling. You don't fly. <laughs> That's true. That's I true. Tour, right. And I don't have a tour bus either, like he had. <laughs> <laughs> With a driver. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I don't fly. So we can get on MapQuest and make sure you got the right directions to get right to the <laughs> yep. rusted nail speakeasy. I, I almost had him on a plane one time, but he backed out last minute. You got the uh, you got the date for the Gator Fry, I hope. Yep, September 11th. So September 11th. We're, we're going to give 9/11. you... 9-11. Yeah, 9-11. We're going to give you a rough time up until then. Exactly. That's 20-year anniversary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. So that's awesome. You know, this is fun. So I think I want to take a short break. Keep Ryan on the phone. We were going to talk about how the pandemic up even now is affecting businesses. And I think you would be a great 
asset to talk about that because yep. you have your yeah. own business trying to keep people working for you and i think you could talk about that a little bit so. well on a different perspective from a different part of the country right 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 too, so. different so, industry exactly yep. so we're going to take a short break freshen up some drinks so i'm alan stanger with Dwayne bischoff jeff montag ruben hutz and our special guest ryan weisgerber and we'll be right back what a great time we had talking to ryan from texas you know he's uh one of Dwayne's best friends and one of my classmates as well and we'll follow up with part two next week of our interview with ryan uh more of uh we'll be talking about the impact of COVID 19 still not so much health-wise there are long-lasting effects business-wise with supply demand workforce items that most people don't fully yet understand we're in the line of business all of us that we're seeing it already and it's going to be a trickle-down effect so you're not going to want to miss that podcast as always if you have a suggestion or would like to leave us a message you can email us at podcast at cross the line 1524.com or go to our webpage at www.cross the line 1524.com and leave a message there we'd like to thank all of our listeners it's been a wild trip it's almost a year you know in a couple of weeks we'll have our one year anniversary that is just hard to believe it's been a year as always whatever podcast player you're using please leave us a five-star rating and positive comment that just helps spread the podcast and search engines when folks are looking for them so for Dwayne bischoff jeff montag reuben hunt and ryan weisgerber and myself alan stanger you've been listening to cross the line 1524 hey.